Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Good morning, folks. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors here on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. However, I am not Terry Wickstrom. I am Ronnie Castiglione, and we are going to get right back to the phones. And joining us in his usual segment, Mr. Nathan Zielinski. Nathan, how you doing this morning, bud? I'm doing fantastic, man. How are you? You know, I'm all fired up. I'm here in studio. The weather's nice outside. I was on the lake all day yesterday. So, you know, I'm having a good time. But, Nathan, what is going on in the world? What are the fish doing? What are you seeing? What do you want to talk about? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's that time of year where, you know, if you're an angler, you have something to target. You know, pretty much everything is open now. Everything's open to boating. You know, all the mountain lakes are, are, you know, going and A&S inspections are taking place. Uh, So really anything's out there. We've been talking a lot of walleye and bass. uh, And really this weekend where we really wanted to switch gears where I – Personally, I'm doing a lot of focus on lake trout. You know, a lot of your bodies of water, your Twin Lakes, Williams Forks, uh, you know, Taylors, all of those type of bodies of water, usually open on a Friday or Saturday sometime mid-May. And it's this weekend where everything is open. So now if you're a lake trout angler, more than likely the body of water you fish is now open to boating, everything's accessible, um, and it is a prime time for big lake trout here in Colorado. The fish are shallow, so they're accessible. Uh, they're accessible from shore. They're accessible from a boat. Um, and the nice thing is you can target these big fish without doing them any harm. You know, sometimes we worry about targeting these fish in July. Um, you, know, you really have to, to know what you're doing to, to really make sure you handle these fish, bring them up from such depths. But this time of year, um, they're shallow. They're available to everybody, and you have the opportunity at some fish of a lifetime right here in Colorado. So, yeah, the topic of choice, let's talk about some big old giant lake trout here in Colorado. Yeah, those are some of the coolest fish we have in the state. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, to see a big lake trout come shallow behind a, a shallow running jerk bait or a swim bait that you're swimming right under the surface, and you see this giant, you know, uh, submarine-looking shadow come up out of the depths and start chasing that thing, uh, that's a lot of excitement, Nathan. That gets the heart pumping, right, bud? Oh, I mean, there's nothing like it. You know, when you land these big fish, you know, you get a 20, 30-pound fish, and, you know, to look at the sheer size, you know, to see a, a fish with a legitimate 25, 30-inch girth and, you know, see these these fins that are, you know, 8, 10 inches long, I mean, you just see this prehistoric dinosaur. Um, and there's nothing like it. There's nothing that battles like that. You know, and a lot of anglers have caught, smaller lake trout in their lives um and that's really what this segment's about if you have caught lake trout make sure you've never really got that big fish now is the time to get out there right now these fish are fall spawners you don't have to worry about anything to do with spawn and these fish are gorging right now you know they've been under the ice cap for several months um oxygen's high the food is plentiful you know the rainbow trout are shallow the suckers are up shallow uh, they're stocking all these lakes. So you have that, a you know, big food source. And then all the kokanee right now are spread out looking for plankton school. So all of your food source, no matter what it is, um, is available in that shallower water. And that's what those lakes are taking advantage of. And, you know, this time of year, they're, they're gorging themselves. They're eating more than they normally would on their daily basis or their normal diet. Um, so it opens up a lot of opportunity for, number one, the shallow, you know, opportunity that their fish are just more vulnerable because they're where you can fish them. And number two, they're feeding more heavy. So you really you know try to try to trick a, a 40 50 year old fish and those odds are in your favor uh so it's nice to see all those opportunities and again technique wise you can do a lot i mean i'm actually in lake trout fishing right now we're on some jig fish the wind's kind of blowing uh but literally in the last 48 hours we have caught giant lake trout big fish on jigs we've caught them on 
you know, various crankbaits, trolling and casting. We've caught them on swim baits. We've caught a bunch of fish on top water, which is kind of a cool technique. Not a lot of people have known about it. Uh, you can Google or search out the In Fisherman Television Show. Watch us catch big giant lakers on top water. Um, you know, stop jerk shad, things like that. Really. If any bait you choose, you can catch these fish. The biggest thing is you're going to need a big bait, and more than likely you're going to need to work it a little more aggressive than you normally would for any other species. Uh, but the combination of a big bait and a fast-moving bait uh, is a trick to these big, giant fish. And what sort of the areas of the lake are you, are you kind of targeting? Is there a pattern you're running, the specific yeah, things you're yeah, looking for? Yeah, the biggest for? thing is to understand the food source. That's the biggest thing that I think everybody overlooks. And we talk about this for everything. If you, you know who I am or you've ever watched anything we've done, you know that food is everything to us. So, you know, a lot of people think about, wanting to know about a lake trout and things like that, but you really don't care about learning about the lake trout. You want to know about what they're feeding on. So if you're at a lake that, that has rainbow trout, you're just trying to think, hey, if I was rainbow fishing, where would I be? You know, shallow bays, drop-offs, um, anywhere where you're going to get those trout hanging out. You know, if you have a, a boat dock that recently got stocked, those boat dock bays type areas, um, anywhere where you're going to have those shallow rainbows, you're going to have those big lake trout. So you're kind of thinking about the food source. If you're targeting a lake that has a lot of kokanee salmon, you're looking for shallow shallow water ledges. So we've heard fishing the rainbow trout lakers, we're in 20 feet or less. If we're on the fish that are feeding on kokanee, I'm spending a lot of time in that 20 to 40 foot zone. Those kokanee are up in that shallower water. Those lake trout will hang on contour edges, uh, drop offs, and they're going to ambush and approach their kokanee that way. Um, so it's not worth their time to swim around and look for the kokanee. So they wait on those edges and wait for those kokanee to get near them, um, and they they target their kokanee that way. So again, maybe you have a body of water that has suckers shallow right now in their spawning phases. Um, no matter what it is, you want to think about that food source and you know, line yourself up in that situation. But again, kind of a you know, the quick note, if you're on a fishery that has rainbows, you're in 20 foot or less. If you're on the kokanee fish, that more of that 20 to 40 foot zone. Um, that's about the deepest I'm going right now. I mean, we're even catching these fish in literally feet of water. Are those fish that are feeding on rainbows? You can catch those fish in, you know, five, six, eight feet of water because they're cruising those shores feeding on those rainbow trout. So, again, uh, knowing the depth is everything, but chase that food source. That's going to lead you to some of these bigger fish. So would you say for somebody that doesn't have a lot of experience, they're heading up there for the first time, they're trying to target these fish, uh, maybe it's a good idea to, to start off throwing them something like a smaller jerk bait, uh, cover some water, try to make contact with those smaller rainbows and, and some of those brown trout as well that are in some of those lakes. And, and once you locate those, then you can understand that there's predators around that are feeding on these and then maybe upsize a little bit and maybe throw a little Absolutely. bit larger That's a jerk bait? great target, yeah. I mean, if I was going to a brand new body of water, I knew nothing about it. Number one, I'd just try to observe everything I can. So number one thing is, especially on the rainbow bite, these lake trout early in the morning, that first hour, first two hours of light, they love pushing rainbows to the surface and exploding on them, much like a saltwater fish would school bait and push them to the surface. So these lakers will literally swim underneath rainbows, make them nervous, get them towards the surface, and then break them on the surface. And you'll see a, you know, much like a, a rising trout would be, just much bigger. So you see these blow-ups on the surface in the morning. So you can literally pull up to a lake, and whether you're just using your eyes or a pair of binoculars or listening, you can see these fish blowing up the surface for the first couple hours. And that's going to give you a good idea of where to locate them that way. And then if not, I, you know, again, try to use all my senses and I'll, I'll go to around and talk to shore anglers. If you see a bunch of guys sitting on shore, you know, you know, they're trout fishing, go ask them how they're doing. If they're catching rainbows, a great spot for lake trout. If there's no shore fishermen there, nobody's targeting those areas for trout, 
probably not the best idea. So again, you know, really quickly in an hour, you can look for blowups, talk to a few shore guys, um, and you'll know where those fish are at, and you can really build a plan from there. And then when you start fishing for them, again, speed is your friend. Everybody wants to target these big fish, and when you're talking about a truly a large trophy class fish, you know, these fish are 40, 50 years old. They have impeccable vision. They have a memory. You know, these fish have been around the block. They've seen every tube jig, every jerk bait, swim bait known to man, and really the, the big trigger point for them is, is, you know, breaking into that reactionary style fishing. You know, to where if I'm trolling for, you know, rainbows, I'm trolling for a pike, trolling for a walleye, you know, and the water is cold like it is in these mountain lakes in the 40s, um, you know, you're trolling at one, one and a half miles an hour. For Lake Trout, I'm trolling at three miles an hour. So everything is on a fast pace. When I'm working a, a swim bait, a jerk bait, everything is is turning and burning um you're not going to outrun these fish those giant tails they are quick but again you're going to try to take over their senses create that reaction don't let them look at it because again their good eyes and their memory and their brain is going to take over and you're going to you know miss that opportunity so fish heavy reactionary style fishing um and it's going to get you a lot of those bites that you normally would miss by having things a little slower nathan i really like your description of getting out there and running the lake and looking for that surface activity that's one of the ways over the year that i have targeted the biggest trout that i catch in the state it's when they're up chasing shad and i run around and conditions are right there's not too much wind so i can visually see those explosions see the disturbances see the backs come up out of the water at a great distance and then and then i like to run into those general areas and i you know i sit there on the front of my boat and i I don't cast a lot of times in those scenarios. I wait until I see another fish come to the surface, <laughs> and then I accurately sight cast immediately to that rising fish and put that jerk bait right in front of their nose, smack it three or four really hard rips to it, and kaboom, they're on it, Nathan. And, boy, I'd like to do that with those big old lake trout up there, Nathan. I need to get I up mean, there and take advantage exactly, of that. You know- you get a 20-pound fish jumping, I mean, by no means is it subtle. I mean, you can see these fish blowing up, you know, a quarter yeah. mile away and hear that loud splash and exactly go over in that area. And as they keep doing it, same thing. Yeah, throw that big paint, throw that top water, you know, throw that spook in front of them, um, and they will do it again. And that's the nice thing. These fish are feeding, you know, they're eating multiple, you know, that rainbow-sized fish a day. They're eating multiple of those, you know, 10, 12-inch fish a day. So you get in the area, they're going to hang out a while. And, yeah, they, you, you work that bait aggressive, be in that right spot, you're going you're to lead to a good day on the water. Now, now, Nathan, uh, real fast, we got maybe one more minute. Uh, did I see that you have a tournament event coming up? You know, we have a bunch of stuff going on. So we're launching our league this week. So we're real excited about that. So we have our Bass, Walleye, and Carp League this week. So that's going to be at Chatfield Reservoir. It's on Wednesday evening. So every other Wednesday evening from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m., we have what we call our league series. It's a $20 buy-in per person. Uh, you know, we base it, generally speaking, we have about 15 teams for each species. Uh, but we can handle as many people as they want to show up. We usually pay out three spots, uh, cash buy-in, cash payout on the spot. We pay for the biggest fish. So heavy air are the longest single fish is first place, second place, and third place, and so on. Uh, we just based on how many anglers we have. But again, $20 a person. We have Walleye League, Bass League, and Carp League. It all starts this Wednesday at Chatfield. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page, get a lot of information, things like that. And then our next Walleye and Bass Tournament are June 29th at Pueblo. Uh, registration's open for that on our website, tightlineoutdoors.com. Uh, so we're excited about that. And then obviously we're guiding uh, 24-7 right now. But again, the, the, the most pressing thing is League. So League starts this week, Wednesday, uh, tell your friends we all meet in the North Boat Dock at Chatfield. Uh, Twenty bucks cash to get in, and uh, it's just a good, you know, club style atmosphere. You meet people, you learn a bunch of stuff. I uh, just have a lot of fun after work uh, down there at Chatfield. And how can people go about getting a hold of you? 
So, again, you can uh, always go to the website or Facebook. Again, Tightline Outdoors. Uh, just type it in there, and uh, we'll pop up. And, yeah, we'd love to, love to talk to you and have the opportunity to do, do some fishing with you. Mr. Tightline Outdoors himself, Nathan Zielinski. Nathan, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much. And stay tuned to our Facebook page later. Uh, some of these lake trout that we're talking about, uh, we have already landed today. We'll throw up some pictures later on tonight. So, again, make sure everybody out there watch our Facebook page. You'll see the fish that we caught in the last two hours. Uh, we're targeting a big lake trout today. So, again, keep an eye on that, and uh, we'd love to see everybody soon. Cool stuff. Thank you, Nathan. We are going to take Thank it you. to a break, and you're listening to Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, presented in part by Sun Enterprises, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. They packed up all his buckles. I like this music right here, bud. This is some good stuff you're leading me in with here. We are going to go right back to the phones, folks. And joining us, Mr. Austin Parr. Austin, how you doing this morning, bud? Doing excellent, Ronnie. How are you? I am all fired up. I'm on the home stretch here. Things are going well. And uh, Austin, uh, you know, you are uh, one of the one of the owners, one of the partners down there at Discount Tackle. Why don't you tell folks where Discount Tackle is located? Yeah, so we're just south of Evans on the west side of Santa Fe, so just south of downtown. And we are a full encompassing tackle shop and fly shop down here, covering everything from your walleyes, bass, and trout fishing conventionally, all the way through your specialty items like pike and musky stuff, and then a full fly and fly tying selection. Now, now, Austin, you've turned into a regular contributor on the show, and usually Terry just kind of grills you on what's going on with the fish, what are you seeing, what are you hearing, how the guide trip's going, that sort of thing. But, you know, I've got this opportunity while I'm here in studio. I wanted to ask you, you know, a little bit different stuff. I wanted to find out what's going on at Discount Tackle, what's new in the tackle industry, what are you seeing, what's hot, what are people buying, what's the hot new deal, Austin? Absolutely. Well, you know, being in the industry now for almost 10 years, you certainly certainly start to see patterns emerge all across the board. Um, and, you know, one, one of the things we certainly see and everyone talks about in Colorado is, is certainly the fly fishing community and how that continues to grow. And, and even though it seems like a, a big deal in, in Colorado, fly fishing in general in the fishing industry is actually, uh, you know, pretty darn small. But the thing that we're really starting to see, especially in this region, is, is the bass fishing really starting to grow. Um, you know, people, especially youth, are really getting into it and, and not only tournament fishing, but, but wanting to go out and get on their own. And that the bass fishing game is hot right now, and and there's all kinds of new baits that are out there right now. Berkeley has all kinds of new stuff, but but people are are looking at all these new new brands um, and, and and new baits and and buying a lot of stuff and bass fishing locally. Now let's talk a little bit about fishing lines. You know, braided lines, super lines, things like that have really changed the industry over, let's say, maybe the last fifteen years Absolutely. or so. Um, are you seeing a lot of you know newbies come in that haven't necessarily utilized braid coming in and giving it a shot for the first time and how, how's that going are you guys selling a lot of that type of line definitely so you know the, the the fluorocarbon and the monofilament still a lot of people want but more and more often including myself and, and a lot of people that are guiding and, and into it heavily are really looking at the braided lines and and braid used to kind of be a, a situation where it would flatten out after a while and it would lose its dye color and it, it wasn't super good you know 10 or 12 or 15 years ago but now that we're starting to get um, you know more and more into this braid game, braids are getting thinner, they're getting more abrasion resistant, and they're getting stronger. And that leads to longer casts, more sensitivity, and better manageability overall. And people are really noticing this. And, you know, even folks that, that are, are fishing with less expensive combos and 
not going out there and throwing the, the really expensive St. Croix or even utilizing the braid and spending a little bit of extra money on, on the line, realizing that it manages better, it's not tangling up as much, and it also lasts longer. And I, I think, you know, it, it's just certainly something that, that every single day I'm spooling more and more braid down here, and I don't see it ending anytime soon. Yeah, I really learned over the years that with most of my clients uh, that don't have a lot of experience, I really got to use a lot of braid on my presentations for them. Uh, take yesterday, for example, we were out swimming a lot of really small swim baits and, and bouncing tube jigs and dragging gulp minnows and things like that. And, you know, if I get out there and I, and I hand them a, a straight fluorocarbon rod or a, a maybe a rod with mono on it, uh, clients that aren't really adapt or skilled at that kind of a fishing have a tendency not to feel the strikes. They have exactly. a tendency to let the fish swim around with the baits, uh, you know, and then as a guide, we're all catching and release. So those fish end up coming in, and they've got that tube jig all the way in their belly yep. or in their gill, that kind of a thing. If I uh, if I get those clients utilizing braid with maybe a fluorocarbon leader, uh, you can feel a blade of grass when it gets on Absolutely. a tube jig, you know, when you're utilizing the braid. So it really changes, you know, their ability to feel what's going on. Casting, casting is a very big deal. You know, I'd say half my clients that get on the boat, that's one of the biggest challenges that they have is just making simple cast, accurate casts. Uh, it's been my experience that braid, you know, it casts so much easier. You have to put so much less effort. Uh, they're not always necessarily real good at loading the rod. So, uh, you know, the braid will fire off the rod without such a large load that it it makes it easier for those folks to make long casts in the wind and that sort of a thing. So the braided line is definitely one of the trends that we're seeing. Uh, what else are you seeing around these parts as far as, you know, new lures? I know last year the whopper plopper, that kind of a prop style surface lure, uh, kind of was the hot thing. Everybody was buying those whopper plopper type baits. Are you seeing that right now? Are you seeing people still purchasing those type of items? Definitely. You know, the Whopper Plopper game is certainly still there. Uh, we stock an absolute ton of them down here in three different sizes. Um, and we'll certainly start to see that more as the summertime comes. But the one thing that I'm really seeing and we're really taking advantage of a lot lately is the, the big swim bait game. So Savage Gear products and, and big river-to-sea type products where, where, where guys are going and, and legitimately utilizing musky tackle and not only target you know big pike and tiger muskies, but also going for largemouths and walleyes. And that is a, a very, very hot-ticket item as of late. Um, but then also the other thing that we've been seeing a heck of a lot this springtime, particularly on the lead core trolling, is some your Berkeley jointed flicker shads. Those have been absolutely flying off the shelves as of late. And uh, they're you know a lot of the same colors that, that folks are used to with the flicker shads, but then also some new really nice colors down there. And, and uh, those, those flicker shads on lead core or behind a planer board are also deadly. Yeah, Berkeley really came out with a lot of good hard baits over the last couple of years. The crankbaits have really taken off. The surface lures, the poppers, the walking baits, all of those baits are outstanding new, new lures that Berkeley's come out with. Uh, do you guys carry all the Berkeley line of stuff? Absolutely we do. So we're full encompassing on Berkeley. We have a full flicker shad lineup, all your cutters down here, all the new topwater baits too. So I'm pretty darn interested to see if some of the uh, the prop style baits that Berkeley's come out with are, are going to sell as well as the Whopper Floppers. The price point certainly is a little bit better. That's one downside to some of the river to sea stuff. But uh, the quality certainly seems there and, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they perform. All right. Austin Parr, folks, Discount Tackle. Uh, tell them once again where the store's located. Yeah, we're at 2645 South Santa Fe Drive, which is six blocks south of Evans on the west side of Santa Fe. Perfect. Austin, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ronnie. We certainly appreciate it. All right, folks, and we're going to take it to a break. You're listening to Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. I love to fish. I spend all day out on this lake. I like to fish, too, Kyle. Great music there, bud. That's, that's a good call. 
You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors here on Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. And we're going to go right back to the phones. And joining us from Colorado Clays, Mr. J.R. Pierce. J.R., how you doing this morning, bud? Good, Ronnie. How are you, man? I am all fired up. I'm having a good time here in studio. Right off the bat, Jr. let's tell people where Colorado Clays is located. How do we get there? Very easy. Uh, come down I-76 to Bromley Lane, uh, six miles east and following the signs. We're only 25 minutes from downtown. Uh, no excuse not to come out. We've got some great weather for shooting. Colorado clays. This is absolutely the premier spot here in the state to get out and, and shoot clays, uh, shoot handguns, shoot rifles, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, you know, it seems like every year, JR, you are adding new amenities to your facilities out there, and you've got a new area that you guys have kind of updated and changed some things on. We're in the still in the tail end here of, of spring turkey season. Uh, what are you guys offering right now? What do you got going on out there? Well, and thanks for asking that, Ronnie. Uh, you know, once again, this the this spring, Colorado Clays offered the Colorado outdoorsmen and women the opportunity to actually see how well their combinations of gun, chokes, and ammo performed as part of their preparation for turkey season. And uh, once again, we accumulated some very interesting and valuable information that I'll relay here in a somewhat condensed version, but still containing the primary findings of our testing there. So like last year, most of the guns we tested were 12-gauge. Uh, we did a few 20-gauge and I think one 10-gauge. Uh, those guns did well, and even them seemed to kind of parallel the findings as with the 12-gauges, but with the limited data, we can't really state specifics to them. So anyway, we tested dozens and dozens of guns of all types, uh, whether they were pumps, semi-autos, brake guns, what have you. And once again, it seems that the style of gun you choose is more of a personal preference thing than a big, you know, big factor on the patterning results. Um, saw a lot of different guns from turkey-specific guns to uh, grandpa's old gun, but it just seemed like uh, it was, that was a personal preference thing. Uh, we did test a lot of styles of chokes from factory choke tubes in that full and extra full range to aftermarket and turkey hunting-specific chokes and particularly the extended tubes, uh, we tested a lot of them. Uh, we also tested a lot of different types of ammo from standard hunting loads to turkey hunting specific loads as well. And our findings are kind of as follows. If a person wants the tightest pattern at the longest possible effective range uh, with the best pattern density and consistency, meaning even with a dense pattern, you want them uh, uniformly spread, and the least number of flyer pellets outside the main body of your pattern, it seems that the combination of an extended choke tube and specifically a turkey tube combined with a reputable man, like a reputable manufacturer's turkey hunting load, uh, we seem to have really good results with around a two-ounce five-shot. Those were right in there on everything. That'll give you the best results out to that 40-yard range plus or minus. And there are other considerations in the results, um, such as shooting position. Uh, some people had a tendency to have a higher pattern uh, from their aiming point in the sitting position. And, uh, you know, the semi-autos seemed like they had a little less kick, which um, helped a little bit with recoil anticipation and such. Uh, but overall, um, it did seem that most of the, am most of the ammo we tested uh, faster was not necessarily better as well. So I do have a lot of other information, and anybody 
certainly be welcome to give me a call or come to Colorado Clays uh, to test their gun, and I'll relay that as well. And you're doing this on your uh, on your updated shotgun patterning area that you guys have created where you can get out there and you shoot at this wall of targets, and uh, it shows you all that stuff. You can look at penetration. You can look at tightness of the spread of the shells and everything that you're talking about right there. That's, that's a really good opportunity for folks to get out, utilize their guns, see what they're doing, see what actually it looks like when it hits the target out there, let's say 20 yards out, 40 yards out, that kind of a thing. Uh, it's important stuff to know, and it's going to definitely improve your hunting uh, success here if you get out there and, and understand exactly what that spread looks like there at the end of it. Uh, real quick, JR, you also have a uh, tournament coming up that you'd like to talk about. Tell folks all about the Casting Clays Tournament. Well, the Colorado Clays Casting Clays Tournament is just a fantastic opportunity for the outdoorsman that loves shooting and fishing to do both activities in one day and in, enjoy it in a tournament atmosphere. Uh, what we have is two-person teams. Uh, it's only $100 to enter a team. That is $50 per person. Uh, and I'll tell you why that's such a deal. We fish in the morning from 7 a.m. to 11 at Bar Lake. We're going to come back to the range. We're going to eat a steak lunch. And then we're going to shoot 100 targets in the afternoon. The format is one point per inch on the fish you catch, um, one point per target you break. That is how we do our scoring. But the reason this is such a great deal is on top of just that fantastic format, uh, TransWest GMC always throws in money, Make sure that our, our prizes um, are good cash prizes. I think we're at $650 for first place and going on down. Bass Pro Shops always jumps in with lots of door prizes and prizes for special categories. Uh, particularly the ones getting uh, uh, the co-ed and the outdoor type things. So fish with your wife, girlfriend, daughter, something like that. There's going to be special categories to, for that, thanks to Bass Pro. Nate Zielinski, Tight Line Outdoors. Nate always throws in, and it sounds like Nate's going to compete this year, so might be a good chance to take a crack at him. And then Joe Ramos Law uh, just put some money in to make sure we eat that delicious tenderloin uh, steak lunch. So this is really just the best day you can do. And I have just a couple spots left. So certainly give me a call and we'll sign you up. JR, if people are looking for some more information, where can they find this stuff? Go to coloradoclays.com. Make sure and take the virtual tour of the facility while you're on there. Uh, show you what we're all about. Or just give us a call, 303-659-7117. Mr. JR Pierce, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, Ronnie. All right, folks, and we're going to go to a break. You're listening to Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. It's going to be a long, hot summer. We should be together with your feet up on the dashboard. You're listening to Terry Woods from Outdoors here on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. And joining us here in our last segment, we've got a pretty cool guest. I mean, this guy's resume is kind of off the charts when you're talking about professional angling goes. He is a 16-time Bassmaster Classic qualifier. He has a 2002 Bassmaster Classic win. He has five first-place finishes in the BASS Elite Series, 53 top tens. He, he, he was a one-time angler of the year. He's also, you know, fished many years on the FLW circuit where he had two angler of the years in the FLW. He is back with the Bassmaster Elite Series again. Mr. Jay Yellis is joining us. Jay, how you doing this morning, bud? Great. Yeah, thanks for having me on. 
Absolutely. Now, Jay, you are the executive director with Cast for Kids. Cast for Kids is a very, very cool organization. We have an event coming up here in Colorado up at Horsetooth Reservoir on June 1st. Cast for Kids, Jay, tell us all about Cast for Kids. What is this about? Cast for Kids is all about celebrating children with special needs and enriching their lives and supporting their families and strengthening communities. We, uh, we put on fishing and boating events for, for uh, kids with special needs, and it's just a great time. These kids, we celebrate the kids and just show them, show them the joy of fishing, you know, and it, it's just a gift to be able to provide those kids that experience, to take them out on Horse Tooth Lake for a, a morning, catch some fish, you know, show them how to, a lot of kids have never caught their a first their first fish, so they get to come out to Horse Tooth, catch a, maybe a little smallmouth, bass or a bluegill or trout whatever and 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 just the smiles that you see on their faces and and the hugs they they give the boaters you know that take them and it just makes it so worthwhile but it's yeah it's just a great family atmosphere where community volunteers come together with special needs kids and their families and they just have a, a blast on a saturday morning at horse tooth lake yeah, this is going to be the 23rd annual uh, Cast for Kids event up there at Horsetooth. Mr. Bill Wilson from Centennial Bass Club usually comes on and talks about this, but he was busy today, so we got the outstanding angler, Mr. J. Ellis, to come on. Uh, you know, this event is near and dear to all our hearts up there. Uh, I know Chad likes to volunteer every single year. I try to get out and volunteer when I can. Uh, you know, it's all about taking these kids that have special needs. Maybe they're autistic. Maybe they have some disabilities, that sort of a thing. Um, we get them out there on these boats. You know, you, you get kids that are in wheelchairs we get them out on pontoon boats all the centennial bass guys really love uh donating their time getting these guys out there getting these kids out there putting them on fish getting them to catch fish these kids light up folks when they catch a fish for the first time or you know some of these kids have come back year after year i think we have some kids that have been there for 10 years in a row uh that sort of a thing they get out there they get they get anglers out there helping them do things they get they get put on these fish uh it's an outstanding time of year right now to be on horse tooth uh, these kids are absolutely going to catch a lot of fish on June 1st. Uh, it's going to be a really, really cool event. Um, now, there's a lot of ways people can help out with this event, right, Jay? Uh, people, right. people can donate their time or they can donate money, things like that. How do people go about doing that sort of a thing, Jay? Well, yeah, first of all, Bill Wilson who and that Centennial Bass Club have been really you know, strong supporters of this event for years, and they're the ones that really – are the reason it's still uh, continuing and flourishing and, and existing. And, uh, but there's, there's always a need for additional volunteers to help. We could, we could use a few more boats. Um, so if somebody listening might have a boat of any sort is could be a pontoon boat or a runabout or a bass boat, any kind of boat. Um, and you don't have to have a lot of fishing experience. You just, need to be able to operate a boat safely. Um, you can volunteer and bring your boat out, take some kids fishing and make, make their day. Um, and then there's also a need for uh, some more shore volunteers um, to help prepare lunch and help with registration in the morning and getting the kids outfitted with life jackets and that sort of thing. So um, you can go to the website if you want to register to volunteer, uh, castforkids.org, and you can um, search for the horse tooth reservoir cast for kids event and then you can just register online to come on out and and be a part of it so anyway yeah it's it's a it's a fun time and there's a reason why this is the 23rd annual event at horse tooth is 
it's because it's so much fun and the community loves it. And they, it's something people look forward to every year. So if you've never been to cast for kids, this is a great year to come on out, see what it's all about. Um, volunteer and and take a kid fishing and you'll have a blast yeah absolutely people really uh you know gather and organize and and pitch into this thing i i talked to bill just a few days ago and my understanding is that they still have room for some kids up there at the at the horse tooth event uh he had told me that there was still 17 spots available so if anybody does have a special needs kid or anything like that uh they can make contact with bill and we do have room for them for the event on june 1st Uh, i know that bill is also still looking for some boats for this event uh i believe he's in the he's looking for another 22 boats to volunteer for this event and he's also looking for four of them to be pontoon boats uh the pontoon boats are very very important for this event uh we get kids that show up that uh, that are uh, unfortunately uh you know on wheelchairs and that sort of a thing the pontoon boats really are a safe environment for them to get out on and catch these fish uh you know when this event's going on up there it's not a competitive deal it's not a bass tournament sort of a deal so you get all these captains that are out there you know driving the boats around and and they communicate with each other they call each other they let they let people know where they're catching fish it's very common for there to be a whole bunch of boats you know locked up on several really really key areas just running through the small mouth this time of year one after another one after another it's a very very cool event folks so if folks do have the opportunity to volunteer i know we are still looking for some boats and uh you know you can always if you don't have a you know a boat or you just don't have the time necessarily this year to donate your time uh monetary Material donations can also be done, and that's important. Uh, These things are not free to put on. So uh, get online, get on the website, look for Cast for Kids. You can search the Cast for Kids at Horse Tooth event like you were talking about, Jay, and and you can get all that information. Now, Jay, how how many years has has Cast for Kids been uh, doing these events? This is the 27th year that the foundation's been in existence. And, yeah, we like you say, it's our 23rd year at Horse Tooth, but we've we're growing and, and, uh, you know, cast for kids has events all over the country. Um, color, you know, that horse tooth event in Colorado, I believe is our only event in Colorado, but we've got events in like 35 States. And we have like for this weekend, for example, we have a, an event in Dayton, Ohio. We've got one at central park in New York city, which is pretty cool. It's a shoreline event for the kids in New York city. And then we have one up in Tacoma, Washington and then one down in, in Abilene, Texas, all going on today. And we, we'll do about eighty cast for kids events around the country each year. And Horse Tooth is one of those great eighty cast for kids events, but it's a great there's children all over the country that would love love the opportunity to come out and experience what fishing and boating is all about and just it's just fun to share the joy of it with them. Yeah, it's such a great deal, and to get these kids and put them on fish, and a lot of these kids pick it up really, really fast. You know, you just give them a few instructions, and and they get out there, and you'd be amazed at how quick children can pick up the ability to cast, uh, the ability to reel in fish and land these fish and all that stuff. They just light up. They get really excited. We love getting videos. We love getting pictures of these kids, uh, putting them on Facebook, putting them online. People absolutely love it, and, you know, when I talk to people that volunteer year after year at this thing, they they, they say this event's uh, uh, just as rewarding for them as it is for the kids. You know, it really uh, it puts them in a good place, a good state of mind, and they're always looking forward to this event year in and year out. Has that been your experience with it as well, Jay? Oh, yeah. It's, we always say cats for kids is a win-win. 
for everybody. Everybody wins at Cats for Kids events, and it's the kids, obviously. Their parents just love it because it's an opportunity for their child to experience something new. And then, of course, the volunteers, they love it because they're able to – really, they're giving a gift to the child and their family, their gift of, you know, the fishing experience. And and so it's something that, you know, is uh, a blessing to the volunteers. They they keep coming back year after year. But I suppose we should – we could share, you know, Bill Wilson's uh, the coordinator of this event. He's local right there near Horsetooth. And um, Bill's phone number, if anybody wants to, has any questions, they could call Bill. His number is 970-218-2895. 970-218-2895. Bill Wilson. Yeah, Bill Wilson's been on the show uh, many, many times in the past. Uh, Bill's an outstanding uh, angler here in the state. He's up at Horsetooth all the time, involved with these sort of events. He's uh, a member of the of the Centennial Bass Club up there, so a lot of people really know Bill here in the state. Uh, Bill's a great guy to talk to, so if you have any questions, uh, contact Bill. You can also email Bill as well. Real easy to find out this information. If people want to find out some more information online as far as Cast for Kids, uh, what's the website that they need to go to? Cast. Forkids.org. Castforkids.org, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, C-A-S-T-F-O-R-K-I-D-S dot O-R-G. And, uh, yeah, they, and then you can just go click on Find an Event, and then you can just type in Horse Tooth in the little search bar. Um, or there's a map of America. You can click on the Colorado event, and uh, all the info will pop right up to register for Horse Tooth. So, yeah, it's pretty easy to sign up for, and and I look sounds like there's room for a few more kids, and then uh, we need a four or five more boaters, and and we'll have a an awesome event. So, and it's it's totally free to all the kids and their families. I, we should mention that, and the kids that show up, they get a free rod and reel, take home a, a tackle box, an event T-shirt, a cap, and a photo plaque, uh, an award. At, after they fish, they all have lunch. It's a free lunch, and then we have an award ceremony where each each child is honored and celebrated. And that's actually one of my favorite parts of the whole deal because everybody cheers for the kids and they just lift them up. And the kids get to talk into a mic about their day if they want to, and it's just a great experience for the kids. They don't get that opportunities to be celebrated like this often. And so there's just a lot of, a lot of great things going on at cast for kids events. It really is folks. Mr. Jay Ellis, I'm going to have to let you go, but I appreciate you joining us. You have a good yeah, one. You're welcome. Yeah. Anytime. I'm glad to anytime have me back sometime. And we can talk uh, about bass fishing or whatever you want. I will buddy. Absolutely. Thank you once right. again. And folks, okay, uh, thank you. A little quick housekeeping real quick. We're going to have Kirk Dieter uh, hosting next week. Terry's still on vacation. So thank you for joining us here on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan.